Hey, what's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Hope Straight Ahead podcast. I am your host, Dr. Timothy Stein, and today I want to touch base because it's been a little bit of time since we've had a chance to actually touch base. If you haven't had an opportunity to listen to some of our previous podcasts, uh, let me encourage you to do so. Um, We had one with Dr. Mary Ellen Eller, who is a clinical psychiatrist and talked a lot about perfectionism and what that means in um, family and life and health. Uh, I did a little episode on hope and kind of broke down seven points that are associated with hope. And then the last two episodes that we did were with some near and dear friends of ours, uh, the Perrineau family, and they shared some of the issues and struggles and and things that they had gone through with their son, Angel, and um, dealing with difficult diagnosis and how to grieve and grieve well and then just principles that they could pull from that so that they could use the things that they've learned moving forward in the future for um, the life ahead of them. And so if you haven't had a chance to listen to those, let me encourage you to circle back, take a look at those or listen to those. Um, If you like them, give us a review, let us know your thoughts. Uh, We would love your feedback. So for today, I wanna touch base because like I said, it has been a while since I have had an opportunity to touch base. Why? Because life, the same reason that a lot of your heads are spinning 24-7 right now. Our clinic, our practice, Straight Ahead Chiropractic, has just blown up as far as it is being bombarded with clinical cases right now. That is, from a business standpoint, um, beautiful. It's amazing. It's awesome. And I love the opportunity to, to be able to help people. But from a very personal standpoint... It is heavy on my heart because the reason we are so busy is because there's such a, such a great need. And if you're new to chiropractic and don't really know much about chiropractic in the, in the world that we function in, we specialize in pediatrics, pregnancy, and neurodevelopmental issues. And I have never in my 15 years of practice seen more issues, concerns, complaints, and just flat out struggles that families are facing than I have in the last six months. And so I have this agenda, I have these desires, I have this want to be able to push and publish podcasts on a regular basis, and sometimes that just gets swept away. Sometimes that just takes the back burner, because what I will say is I'm not a professional podcaster. You probably have picked up on that from some of the audio quality um, and maybe some some of the publication, that my... Um, my expertise is really dealing with kiddos and helping them get dialed in so that they can have the best life possible so that we can optimize their health to the maximum level that it can possibly get to. And so that segues in perfectly to where I want to have this conversation with you today. And I will try and do my best to keep it brief. And the reason that segues perfectly is because what I want to talk about is this concept of balance. Look, we are in the midst of six months. We just celebrated the six-month anniversary of the entire, well, at least the state of California, being shut down because of uh, COVID-19, because of the coronavirus. And that may be a conversation for another day. It probably will be a conversation that will come up another day. But I don't want to focus on that today because what I want to talk about is life has changed. Circumstances are different. And we've had to make this shift so that we can adapt as well as we possibly can to 
the just to culture, to society, to businesses being shut down, to schools being shut down, to kids being now not necessarily homeschooled, but distance doing distance learning, or maybe decided not to do distance learning and you've you've gone full tilt into the homeschool world, or you're working from home, uh, maybe you've lost your job, maybe your business is shut down. We, um, my wife and I, Sandy and I, have two businesses. We have my chiropractic office, which thank God we have been able to stay open all, all the way along or all, all through this uh, because we are an essential business. But we also have a gymnastics studio, Redlands Gymnastics Club, which we've had to shut down for three and a half months. And that is a grind. That is a struggle. So when I talk to you, one of the, the things that I hope for this podcast, which is about hope, is when we talk and have guests on this, we want to be real and raw. I do not paint this portrait of elitism or having it all figured out. If I'm really honest, most days I feel like I have very little, if anything, figured out at all. But one principle that I've learned, and this is something that I'm going to share with you today, is it has been um, preached to me by a mentor of mine. It has been borderline shoved down my throat by a mentor of mine. And that 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 is this concept of balance, and more specifically, the balance is BS. I'm going to repeat that. Yes, this is a kid-friendly version of the show or this is a kid-friendly show, but I'm going to repeat that and then I'm going to break down what that BS looks like. Balance is BS. See, we have this idea that it's just, oh, if I could find the right balance, if I could work from home and do the dishes and school my kids and make dinner and have friendships and not lose track of family and all of these things, if I could just do all of these things simultaneously, then I would be successful. But what ends up happening, and you see it over and over and over again, and if you really do a gut check on yourself, you might even be there right now, that leads to collapse. We can only take so much. And the idea of balance doesn't exist. It doesn't exist from a neurologic standpoint. It doesn't, it doesn't exist from a physiologic standpoint. It doesn't exist from a spiritual standpoint. It doesn't exist from a chemical standpoint. The idea of balance is best left to teeter-totters because we as human beings cannot balance. Yes, I own a gymnastics place with my wife. Yes, we talk about balance. Yes, I'm a chiropractor. We, we assess posture and we try and talk about balance. But what I want to say is that balance is elusive. Balance is this, um, is this unicorn at the end of a rainbow next to the pot of gold. It is something that maybe we want to aspire toward, but it's something that we will not be able to obtain. That's why balance is BS. Now, let me break that down for you. Balance is BS. First of all, balance is a bad strategy for life. There's BS number one, bad strategy for life. Why is it a bad strategy for life? Because there is a saying that says, you can be a jack of all trades and a master of none. If you have to work, which we all have to work to be able to provide for our families, we need to be present in that moment and be on our A game. It is hard to be a good employee, a good boss, a good business owner, and parent at the same time. I'm not saying that your job makes you a bad parent. I'm just saying parenting is a verb, and if you're parenting in the midst of working, one of those is gonna be compromised, and I would even argue both of them are gonna be compromised. And I can hear what you're saying because I've asked this question of myself, my wife and I have had this conversation, and in the last couple of weeks, I've probably had this conversation a hundred or more times. Well then, what do we do when we have to do both? 
What do we do when we have to do both? What I would say is build systems. There's BS part two. In balance, build systems, or maybe tweak that a little bit, build structure into your systems and days. Have conversations with people. If you need to talk to your boss, have that conversation that says, hey, I want to get all of this work done and I want to be a good employee, or I really want to be a good parent, or I really want to be good at helping my kid distance learn, get some systems and some structures in place. Don't just wing it because if you try and just wing it, it's going to eventually fall apart and you're going to feel the effects of that. Those are the conversations and the, and the uh, interactions that I have on a daily basis is people just are not doing okay. I have had moments of anxiety. I have had moments of freak out. I have had moments in the last couple of months like I have never experienced in my life. And I've faced some hard, trying, difficult things. That is not me tooting my own horn or patting myself on the back and saying, I got it figured out. But I'm not one that leans toward panic. And in the last couple of months, I've been there. I've found myself that. I've, I've freaked out about those things where it's this little thing all of a sudden has me in the grave within three hours because it, it just escalates quick because that's what stress does. The next part is buffer your stress. Do things that you can to buffer. Stress is a reality. We cannot get rid of stress and not all stress is bad. I think the, a big misconception in healthcare in the US is that all stress is evil, all stress is bad. You cannot grow, you cannot gain wisdom, you cannot get stronger as a human being without your system being stressed. Now, stress can have negative consequences. So that stress needs to be buffered. Don't put so much on yourself that sometimes doesn't necessarily need to be there. I get it, I know, having a wife and four kids and two businesses, two dogs and a cat, and I mean, the list goes on and on, having those responsibilities, I know wholeheartedly what it's like I don't know your circumstances, but I know what it's like to have a lot of things going on. And I would say, I have said for years, I feel like somebody that is a great multitasker. Now, I don't think I'm really good at multitasking. I think that I'm good at prioritizing and being able to switch gears and change lanes quickly in that prioritization. I don't think I'm doing two things at once. I think that I have learned over time with practice to be able to bounce from thing to thing over and over again. Some of you may know my story and some of you will, uh, all of you, if you listen and tune in long enough, you are gonna learn my whole story. But just as of recently, I was director of pediatrics at a local chiropractic college where I oversaw uh, in my course of time there, a couple thousand students, saw them in preclinical and clinical settings, taught them diagnostics in, in uh, clinical setting and treatment protocols for pediatric cases. and. I loved that. I thoroughly enjoyed that. The problem is that was an hour and a half drive away from my house and practice that I made each way multiple times a week. And it got to a place in time where the pay was pretty good. The opportunity was amazing. The title was great and I had a ton of freedom. But what ended up happening was there was sacrifices that had to be made because I didn't buffer that stress and I didn't strategize as well as I could have. And I don't even know that strategy was an option back then because 
there was just so much demand that it all needed to be done all simultaneously. So I had to make a decision to say, I'm going to peel back from that. I'm going to refocus where I feel God has leading and called me to. And that focus and that attention has been geared toward my family first and foremost. Well, let me back up and say God first and foremost. At least I like to say God first and foremost. Confession time. God is not always at the top of the list. I want him to be. My heart's desire is for him to be. But I go days without praying. I go days without reading my Bible. Hold me accountable. Next time you see me, ask me last time I prayed or read my Bible. I will be honest with you, and hopefully I can tell you five minutes ago. But side note, I, with that side note, what I want to say is there comes this place in time where you have to push pause and go, I I can't do it all. I, I, I need help. I need assistance. Maybe you need to bring support with you. There's another B and another S. Bring some support with you. Buffer that stress and bring support. Invite people into that conversation and let them know, like, I'm not doing okay. I'm not doing as well as I think I am. Because a reality, and hear me when I say this, and I say this as lovingly as possible, and you probably, when you hear this, going to think I'm thinking of you specifically, but really I'm thinking of myself specifically. When you're not doing okay, it can be pretty obvious. People see that. People recognize it. And... I'm going to give humanity the benefit of the doubt in this situation, especially friends, family, and those that love you. They see you're not doing well, but sometimes they just want you to ask for help. And so bring support with you and incur or ask those people, tell them, I'm overwhelmed. I got a lot going on and I need help. Maybe somebody can come um, alongside you and sit down and say, well, let's prioritize. Let's scale some of these things off your plate. Let's slide some of this off to the side and go, well, what are the main priorities? What are the main things that you need to focus on? One thing that I know about an attempt to balance is that if you're in the process of balancing, you're in survival mode. And if you're in survival mode, you're not moving forward. It is hard to move forward and balance at the same time, unless you're riding a motorcycle or a bicycle. The faster you go on a motorcycle or a bicycle, the the easier it is to balance until you hit a certain speed and then it gets wobbly. But with life in general, if you're standing there and you imagine yourself as one of those plate spinners and you're spinning all these plates, you got to run to this one, you got to run to this one, you got to run to this one. Let me ask you, are there some plates that you can just take off of the spinners and set them on the table for a season? Are there some things that you're committing to? One of the most powerful things you can do, one of the most successful answers that you can give is no. And what I mean by that is sometimes we get so busy spinning plates. There's another BS for you. We get so busy spinning plates that we like that idea of being able to help and being engaged. And sometimes it's numbing. Honestly, right? I mean, am I right with that? Sometimes being involved and engaged in volunteering, if we help in this situation and we get busy with this, maybe we're just numbing ourselves to the reality that we're we're like burning the candle at both ends, that we're really struggling. And if we get engaged and buried in other activities, then that's somewhat of an excuse or at least a practicality of us not having to really deal with our own issues. 
And so maybe that's a conversation you need to have with some support. Maybe that's a conversation you need to have with people that are close to you. Or maybe that's just a conversation you need to have with God. Maybe you just need to pray and confess and say, man, I got my priorities off. I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Or maybe it's just a conversation you need to have in a mirror and ask yourself, are you setting your priorities in place where it leaves you the opportunity, the ability to, to recharge your batteries and to really engage in being intentional and mindful in situations that you find yourself in. Because when you follow this notion of balance that leads or that really is uh, BS, what it can ultimately culminate in is blame and shame. And what I mean by blame and shame is it's really easy when you're stressed out and going through it and stuff starts to fall apart, you can very easily point the finger and say, it's because of X, Y, and Z. It's because of this person. It's because of this disease process. It's because of this political figure. It's because of X, Y, and Z, right? Fill in the blank. And it's easy to shift away from personal responsibility and put the responsibility on the shoulders of somebody that really doesn't have a say-so and really probably isn't ultimately the one to blame. Now, again, backing up, we are not happy that our businesses have been influenced and affected and that our kids are, are not allowed to go on campus to do educational learning where we feel wholeheartedly that that is absolutely the best modality, method, and way for them to learn and to connect with other people in person, in a classroom, surrounded by their peers. That is the best way. We are not happy that they cannot be in that situation, but we also cannot sit back on our heels and point the finger and, and blame because we don't want to be defined by what we're against. We want to be defined by what we're for. So what do we do? We build strategies. We find ways for our kids to engage, we find ways to get creative with business so that we can meet people's needs. We offer free online classes. I did a ton of online consultations and just had conversations really from with people from all over the place and was able to guide them toward getting some care and help that they need. Whereas honestly, I may not have ever, ever had that opportunity had I not become innovative instead of pointing the finger and blame, okay? There was blame. There is frustration. I am human. I have had to repent to God for some of the thoughts that I've had that, praise God, I didn't take action on because I'm not happy with the current situation. But in all of that, I have this opportunity that I'm faced with. <clears throat> I can blame or shame or I can, I can really bulldoze the way towards success, however I define success. And so... The blame and shame game is it's either their fault or it's my fault because I'm just not good enough. I can't figure it out. I, You know what? I'm not good at homeschooling my kids or I'm not good with technology so I can't figure out Zoom or I, I, I don't know how to work from home and keep everybody happy and listen to my boss talk and work when my three-year-old is running in the background naked with poop dropping out of their butt. All of those things, those are real life situations and strategies. And here's what I want you to know. <clears throat> you need to cut yourself a little bit of slack because we're all fallible. All of us are fallible. None of us are perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. And uh, Michael Hyatt had, had said this quote that I heard a long time ago, is that if you believe you are a failure, 
you'll never run out of proof. And I want you to hear that because most of the time this concept of balance just leads to this shame of feeling like a failure. We all want balance. We all want this idea of balance. We even talk about this in the mental health world, which is not in my scope, but I, as you know, I have lots of friends in that world and I've needed lots of help from lots of friends in that world. And with that said, the idea of even a chemical imbalance physiologically is not really that accurate for the diagnosis of disease. And the reason being is because our, chemi our chemistry and our body, our biochemistry is always out of balance. It is, it ebbs and flows. It goes from dopamine high to cortisol high, which is dopamine is happy hormone. Cortisol is stress hormone. And there's more to it than that. But our body goes from excitation to relaxation and it ebbs and flows throughout the day, hundreds of times a day. It will ebb and flow back and forth. It doesn't really settle in any rhythms of balance. And I think that we have this idea because it sounds good. It is great in theory and awesome on paper. We have this idea that, man, if I could just find balance, right? If I could just dedicate 50% of my time at work and 50% of my time at, at, at parenting or being a spouse, then we would be balanced. The problem is what about the hundreds of things that we have to do on a daily basis? Do we give 1% to each of those? Because I don't want to be a 1% husband. I don't want to be a 1% daddy. I don't want to be a 1% doctor. I don't want to be a 1% podcaster. Well, maybe I already am a 1% podcaster, but I don't want, you understand what I'm saying is that it's about prioritization. It's about making priority. It's about being present in the moment. So yes, you can bounce and shift and pivot from thing to thing to thing, but let me encourage you on this one thing. Where you find yourself, be there. Okay, I'm gonna back up. I know I sound a little bit guru-ish on saying that, and I'm sure I ripped that off from somebody else, but wherever you find yourself, be there. And what I mean by that is, from a biblical perspective, the Bible says that don't worry about tomorrow for today has enough trouble of its own. And what I want to say, and hear me when I say this, is that anxiety is a mindset focused on the future. And depression is a mindset focused on the past. Where we need to reside to be healthy is in the present. We need to focus on the present. So if your child is in need in front of you, you do the best you can to meet your child's need. If it's time for you to be at work, you do the best you can to be at work. Don't try and balance both perfectly. Understand and cut yourself a little bit of slack in that you, can, you cannot be perfectly present in two things on two tasks at one time. Okay, I understand there's lots of margin here. There's lots of ebb and flow. There's lots of give and take. And the line is not a thin line. It is a broad stroke through life that is often blurred. So I'm not saying when you're focusing on your kid to turn to your boss and tell them to shut up. That's not what I'm saying or vice versa. I'm not saying when your boss is talking that you turn to your kid and tell them to shut up. What I am saying is as much as it is reasonably possible, cut yourself a little bit of slack. Try and build in that slack so that 
you have the strategies for success that you can focus and prioritize your intention, that you can be mindful. And that's one thing that we talked about in episode one with Dr. Mary Ellen Eller is that the idea of mindfulness, taking a little bit of time. And here's what I know is people say, I don't have time or I can't afford the time to do that. I can't afford to take five minutes of my life to pray or meditate or journal. And here's what I want to push back and challenge you and say is, I don't think you can afford to not do those things. Because if you're not doing those things and you haven't done those things, you don't know the impact on those. Many of you have done those things and you've just drifted. I met with a good friend of mine yesterday for lunch and we had lots of conversations on lots of topics. Um, and it's awesome. And he's going to be on the podcast one day, whether he likes it or not, because the conversations are just so edifying and great. And one of the questions that I posed to him, and it's kind of a rhetorical question, is really a question that I feel convicted by lately is that subtle drift is so simple. It is so easy for us to just drift away from our priorities, for us to get caught up in the media, in the news. For some of you, maybe your best strategy in this idea of balances, maybe you just need to ditch social media. Maybe you need to just be done with social media for a season of time. Maybe for some of you, it's that comfort food. Let me talk even more specifically and open up my heart a little bit more. Maybe for some of you, it's an addiction. One thing that a lot of people don't know about me is that I had a period of my in my life where I battled addiction, where I went to chemicals or substances to try and be able to really help me get focused in. It wasn't illegal substances and it wasn't anything that I could have gone to jail for. I didn't break the law with it, but here's what I did do. I hid it from people. And when I was called on it, I lied about it. That's what happens. You get this subtle shift where it's just a you, one coping mechanism, which is often not healthy, turns into over and over and over some repetition and that repetition builds a habit and that habit builds a pattern that pattern hardwires your nervous system it's called neuroplasticity and changes the structure of your brain and so a lot of the struggles that a lot of people face whether it be anxiety or depression or um, just stress chronic stress load where they're just anxious and kind of on edge they physically or maybe you physically and chemically have had changes in the function and structure of your brain that has altered your outlook and you need to be intentional with mindfulness practices in journaling and prayer and connecting with other people whether that be in person obviously six feet away or with a mask on um, <laughs> we'll talk about that another time but or you you do it on the phone. You make a phone call. You reach out to people. And one of the things for me, which has been so healing, and I'm going to close with this or finish up with this, is that I'm an introvert. I am one that is an introvert with a lot of baggage and was kind of raised to be tough. Like, you don't ask for help. You don't cry out for help. And you don't tell people you're struggling. I came to a place um, about a year ago where I fell flat on my face. It was Christmas Eve and I was broken like broken that's not when i dabbled with some of the some of the things that i talked about a little bit ago but 
I was absolutely broken. And I want to put a little caveat. When I talk about addiction, it wasn't heroin. It wasn't alcohol. It was nicotine. I was, I had been for many, many years. I feel like it's important to clarify it because I don't want to just leave you blooming. And I don't want to pretend that it was greater or worse or better than it actually was. But from a very young age, I was introduced, I was a baseball player, I was introduced to nicotine. And that was a scapegoat for me. That was a relaxation for me. That was a place that I could go. But it's not a healthy habit. It's not a thing to do. And it's not somewhere that you should function in. And really, it's not something that's healthy, not only because of the dangers and, and the, the risks associated with it, but it's not healthy because it consumes your mind. And that's the whole thing of addiction is it changes your brain. And so... I want to just clarify, it was chewing tobacco that it had been in and out of my life many, many times. And I am now years removed from that. And by God's grace, don't have a desire to go back. And the reason is because I did that idea of I brought people along with me. I reached out to people. And so last year, I found myself at the most broken place that I have ever thought I could possibly have been. A lot of tragedy had happened. A lot of things had, had gone on and a lot of stuff from my past had, had surfaced and really come to um, really just came bubbling over. And I came to a place where um, even though I have the most amazing wife in the world, my kids are rock stars and awesome. I love, love, love my job, have a good social network. I had internalized a lot of things and I got to a place where I realized I just did not like myself. I didn't love myself. I didn't like myself. The reason that we're doing this Hope Straight Ahead podcast, and honestly, I didn't have this in my notes, but we're just getting raw and real. The reason that we're doing this Hope Straight Ahead podcast is because I know having now come out to speak with people about some of the very real struggles and burdens that I had in my own heart, what ended up happening is the reflection came back. And what I mean by that is I shared with three specific dudes that I love dearly and I said, this is what's going on with me. And every single one of those guys across the table from me teared up and said, they've been struggling with the same stuff. It's the same things. And, and what those struggles really were, were identity. And they were trying to be something that they're not. Or they had a past that they hadn't healed from. They had some scabs that were being picked at. And they just had this bitterness or anger or resentment or whatever you want to call it in their hearts that consumed them. And that's where I really want to speak into this and go, yeah, we started this conversation talking about balance, but I really want to talk about that blame and shame thing. Because just this afternoon, I had a conversation with a, a, a brand new mama. She's got a little baby coming into the office and she she's just over it. She's just done with it. She's been She brought her baby in because her baby was struggling. We've just started with care and she's sharing with me how her friends and family are, are just kind of nitpicky. Why aren't you doing this? And why aren't you doing that? And why haven't you figured out this? And why haven't you figured out that? Yes, she's sensitive. And, and I know I'm going out on a limb here and saying probably even a little hormonal. She's awesome. We love her. We're going to help her as much as possible. But she's got lots of changes happening in her body and her physiology. She's trying to figure out this mom thing. Baby's not cooperating the way that textbook babies are supposed to cooperate. And then her support network, she feels as though it's collapsing on her and pressuring her into all of these things and really shaming her. And so what I recommended to her and what I will recommend to you is strategize. 
prioritize. Find those friends that are your like ride or die friends. Press into them. And what you will find, I know this because we are built for community. As you start to share your heart with other people, which can be the scariest thing. I have faced really horrific, scary things in my life. I'm not kidding. I have really faced some hard, scary stuff in my life. And I have never been so scared as when I've had to actually share my heart with other people. When I've shared my heart with Sandy, my wife, and just said, hey, here is the stuff that is inside of me. Here's what's going on. But you want to know the beauty is, is that every time and I got this from Caroline Leaf, and if you haven't, if you're not familiar with any of her work, look it up. Absolutely. Switch your brain is one of the things that she talks about, is that every time you expose that darkness that's in you, and we'll just call it darkness, those things that are in you, the things that are brewing and festering, whether it's shame or guilt or whatever it might be, condemnation, conviction, every time you expose that to light, light weakens it a little bit because those things can't exist. And what I mean by that is as you verbally say that, as you put it out into the atmosphere to fall on the ears of a beloved friend, what happens is it loses power. And it loses its strength and it loses it loses its grip on you a little bit. And as you confess more and as you share more and as you allow those things to actually come up to the surface, bubble out and spill, sometimes in a snotty, messy puddle on the floor, as you allow those things to spill out of you, what can happen is light shines on it and it weakens it. And eventually it breaks it and it bends it and it shifts it and it changes it. So where you can get to this place where you can say, here's my brokenness, but here is the benefit of my brokenness. And what I mean by that is you can learn because I'm convinced of this. If you're going through stuff, whether it's just the homeschool gig or the the online learning gig, or it's just your marriage is struggling Um, maybe a loved one recently passed away or did something hurtful for you and you're in the process of grief. I'm not a counselor, but here's what I can promise you is that as you're intentional about going through the process of healing, you will have opportunities to use that healing for the, for the healing and benefit of other people. And that's what I want to say is that don't just waste your opportunity. Okay. I don't I would not wish evil or bad or harm on any person. I would never wish it on my family and I would never wish it on, on myself. But here's what I know is that while balance is bull, bull crap, I almost slipped and said it, while balance is BS, here's what I know. There is absolutely no strength without struggle. You cannot get strong without a little bit of struggle. And so I know I beat the drum a little bit about this concept of kind of not, hopefully not doom and gloom. Hopefully I'm pressing into hope because what I want to share is that on the other side of not finding balance, what I mean by that is on the other side of prioritization is adaptability and our ability to adapt to the environment is really tied closely to health. The healthiest people are the most adaptable. The healthiest people right now are the people that are like, okay, everything around me shut down, but I'm going to come up with a creative way to survive. Those individuals are healthy because they're innovative and they're getting stuff done. And what I would encourage you to do is build some slack in your system so that you can step back a little bit and say, hey, yes, maybe you're in the trenches. Maybe you have 
you know, we, like us, when I first graduated school and was starting up my practice and we were in hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt, we had our kids like boom, 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 boom. Our oldest, I think it was five and a half when we had our baby. And so we have four kids, do the math. They're really close together. Poor Sandy was pregnant for like six years um, and pretty much six years almost straight. And we had babies in diapers and car seats and now they're teenagers and people, uh, you know, with each of those seasons and we, with each of those strategies, their successes and their struggles and you can learn from them. And we're in a season now of growth that we just absolutely love. We love having teenagers. I know that that's not talked about enough. And if you have teenagers or you want to know more about loving on your teenagers, I want to connect with you because this is quite honestly, maybe our favorite season. Doesn't mean it's better and it certainly doesn't mean it's easier, but it's just that season where we're at. And I think the reason is, is because we learned early on, we were outnumbered. We couldn't balance anything. It was teamwork and prioritization and really having strategies and success, which I will give all the credit to Sandy on that because she keeps our family's calendar and she says, this is going on here and this is going on here and this is going on here. And thank God for technology. My calendar just syncs to hers. I don't have to add anything. I can just click a button and see what we're supposed to be doing or what I'm supposed to be doing or what the kids are supposed to be doing so that we're all in sync with each other because if we're in sync with each other and moving in the same direction, then there's congruency. And when there's congruency, there is commonality. And when there's commonality in that community, then balance shifts away from this lofty idea of trying to juggle and keep all of the plates spinning or all of the, all of the balls or knives or chainsaws or whatever you're juggling in the air. And it really becomes this very strategic approach to face what is in front of us so that we can be mindful and intentional so that we can actually act on the things that are necessary to be acted upon and we can push aside the things that can, can wait for our attention later. All of that said, here's what I want you to know really from, from my heart and where I'm at is that I really want this podcast to, to reach as many people as I possibly can. Um, I don't care about popularity of it. I just feel that there are some things and a long list of people. I mean, a long list of people of future guests that have already said yes, that are waiting for me to put them on the calendar. And because I can't balance it all pun intended, but because I need to prioritize where my practice is at right now, I haven't been able to put those people on the calendar, but I want to do that because I know the message that we are going to share and the conversations that we're going to continue to have are going to be able to build hope. And with that, I want to say in the gaps between episodes, please feel free to share these episodes, but also feel free to reach out to me, send messages, find us on social media and connect with us. We want to be able to help. I want to be able to speak truth into the lives of, of other people. I got this text today. I didn't plan on sharing it, but I'm going to read part of this, part of this text. I got this text from a, a patient who just recently moved out of the area. And what, what they said was um, that with, with all that we're, re, we're leaving behind, we realize that you adjusted more than our necks and our backs. You adjusted aspects of our lives that you probably are not even aware of. I know you'll never, I know that we'll never really be able to replace you, but the hope you have given us 
and our family, we will never lose. I don't even know what to say other than I'm going to end this podcast and probably shed some tears over that because those words are so powerful that I see us, and this is not me, this is not the Tim Stein Show, this is us as a community at Straight Ahead. I see what we do as a calling to really speak truth into people and beyond chiropractic, beyond being able to help kiddos get dialed in with their, you know, from being off atypical in their neurodevelopment and helping them become more typical and more in line with natural, normal development. Beyond that, there's this battle that's happening that we want to speak truth into. And we know that life is hard and we live in a broken world. And I don't think that there's any more uh, need for proof than the last six months to show just the brokenness that is that exists in this world and the need that we have to really come together as a community and really ultimately um, pursue truth. And so if you would like to have a conversation, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Please go back, listen to some of the previous podcasts. Um, give us your feedback. Ideally, we'd like a five-star review, but I'm not going to pressure you. You review what you feel it's worth. Um, and then know that Future episodes will be coming. Hopefully, we'll be able to get a little bit more um, scheduled in or dialed in on a schedule so that we can kind of build that in so it's not just hit and miss when they come out. But I appreciate you listening. Hopefully, this was helpful a little bit. Remember, be intentional and prioritize beyond trying to just balance everything. Um, it, it It is a grind. It is a struggle. But you will find that as you can be more focused in on the things that are in front of you and be present in the moment, the anxiety you have about the future and the depression you have about the past will fade. Hope is straight ahead. Thanks so much. Bye.